So we're back to do another ramble, but this week, due to Michael thinking that I'm boring uh, and him insisting that we have more guests and more people to speak to because he doesn't want to talk to me, um, I've, I thought I'd try and make him feel at home um, and have a guest from his side of the pond. So thankfully, Jamal's joined us. Who was uh, You've been on the Rob and Ryan, uh, the Rob Ryan Red podcast before, haven't you, Jamal? Yeah, yeah, I had a great time with them. I was also on the uh, Me, The Wife, and Rex and AFC podcast. Um, both great podcasts. I, I, I mentioned it on the Robin Ryan. I feel like everybody has their place and what they offer to the listeners. So uh, a fan of all the Rex and content coming out right now. Brilliant. Uh, and then Mr. Starkey is joining us in between giving financial advice and making people into the next, like, Elon Musk or whatever. I don't know. Well, I, <laughs> he's shaking his head. <laughs> You are vastly overstating <laughs> what I do. That is definitely not an average occurrence, brother. But, uh, I, I try my, I try my best. Oh, brilliant. Love it. So, uh, I, well, as, as Starkey uh, uh, hinted at, I've been running this morning, so I've done uh, a few kilometres. For you guys, it's like just gone 9 a.m., so what's what's been your morning so far? I know you've been to the gym, Mike, have you? I have. Uh, woke up at 4.30, gym at 5, went to the park, got a run in at uh, about 6.15. Wow. Uh, came back home, sent some emails, just got off a work call before uh, before I jumped on here with you gentlemen. Early and productive, brother. Not wasting any time. What about you, Jamal? I've tried the gym in the morning thing. I can't do it, so I, I do my gym in the, in the evenings. I have... I'm anticipating running a 5K today, actually, so I'll be, I'll be right there with you. Um, but yeah, got up a little late. I actually didn't catch the Welcome to Wrexham episode when it came out. So I waited till it was released on Hulu, um, which was 2 a.m. my time. So got up, watched some of that, went back to sleep, um, sent some emails this morning. Going to jump with you, fine gentlemen, and then uh, start my work day. So decently productive. Okay. So I did, uh, I did, forgot about the, uh, the documentary. I have uh, I have watched it as well as this week's Ahsoka episode. Uh, I can't be behind the times. So, um, did you get? I, I didn't see any pictures this morning, Mike. So you not seen it? Have I got to be careful here or what? Yeah, I actually did not. Um, I did not watch it last night. Okay. One of my one of my good buddies here um, had a birthday last night, so I went and um, had a few drinks, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So we won't spoil it today, uh, other than to say I think people now know you because you'll see it. Obviously, oh, yeah. uh, the quiet zone is the focus of one of the episodes, yeah. um, yeah. along with sort of Moles uh, and Millie. Um, so that's a really good episode. That seems to have really hit a, hit a bit of a, a note with a lot of people. Um, so that, that's gone down really well. Um, yeah. And then I don't know how to describe the, uh, the next episode, other than it's, it progresses the football a bit more and looks at that Notts County early Notts County game. So... Um, we won't spoil any of that for you. We'll keep that. Uh, we'll keep that to a to a minimum because that's that's already out there. I think everybody kind of already knew that that was uh, that was what was going on. So, um, but we will um, before we uh, review the Grimsby game in glorious high definition using videos and all this mad technology that um, 
we will uh, we'll soon become famous for. Um, it's uh, we will just mention one thing. So uh, when I was growing up, when I were a lad, uh, my Wrexham team was kind of uh, the midfield was bossed by Gareth Owen. So. Gareth Owen is the husband of Gemma Owen, who's obviously basically uh, runs the ladies' department, should we call it. And uh, I think it's quite public knowledge now uh, that Gareth, Gareth's had a stroke this week. Um, and Gemma had actually sort of uh, hint. She didn't say that, but she'd hinted at it um, with some uh, with some comments and she'd put some pictures from the hospital. You can kind of tell that, that, that it's from the hospital. So... Um, obviously, uh, we, you know, we've got to send our best regards because this guy is, you know, he's a talented singer songwriter, obviously involved with the uh, youth ladies um, and as long, you know, was a long servant of, of Wrexham uh, and a linchpin of our midfield. So obviously, yeah. uh, probably you two have, have, have perhaps seen some greeny footage of him playing uh, at best because obviously we didn't have IDEF and, uh, uh, and a lot of stuff recorded. Uh, from back when he was playing, to be fair, but um, yeah, I got to see him in the flesh, um, and he was a a brilliant combative midfielder with a bit of class. So uh, yeah, uh, all our best to uh, to Gemma and the family because that's not pleasant, I guess, while you're uh, while you're sort of waiting and hoping for uh, hoping for a full recovery. Um, yeah, for sure. So that was the that was the, the the one. I guess the morning has been disrupted. I'm assuming we've all seen this now. Um, with the update around the cop, uh, I, I know yeah. we've all been busy, but is ev- has everybody sort of kind of either know about that or seen the statement or whatever? So, yeah, a- any surprise there from anybody? No, no, not for me. Because uh, everything that we'd been told was that they had to break ground on in June, I think it was, for it to be ready, and obviously that hadn't happened. Um, and then obviously, I think last on Humphrey's last round of sort of podcasts. It kind of hinted that we'd get an update soon and that, you know, uh, there was a couple of issues. So it's awkward because we don't really know what the issues are. I think people are already starting to jump on the WSTs back about, you know, that that lease. Um, I think the bigger issue would be finding the money to fund it, to be honest. I think that would be, you know, you can't just be expecting people to rock up and pay that money. So I think that will probably be as big an issue. Um, you know, how much can we get from the council? How much have we got to find privately? Michael, you could yeah. probably, given all your uh, financial advice, you could probably rock them another ten million, can't you? From all your, uh, from all. <laughs> I can, I can, I find it for them. It's not going to be my money. <laughs> I, I do not have ten million. I can assure you. I've been to your mansion, though. You're one to talk. You live a lot closer than I do. Well, I, I wouldn't go that far. Um, but yeah, so I, I mean, Jamal, when you sort of saw that. It doesn't it doesn't look like there was any surprise. Um, what yeah, were your no, thoughts I, when you read it? Uh, just not surprised. I feel like they've been very quiet on that front. And, um, you know, when you're trying to avoid that conversation, you'll focus on other things. So yeah. it seems like that was strategically, they were quiet about it. Um, I was just curious, let's say in a perfect world, they do break ground in the next month or so. Yeah. Is there a chance, because this happens in the MLS quite often when they're making renovations, what, they just won't have a home game for the first two, three months. <laughs> Um, yeah. Do you see that as a possibility? If uh, you know, best case scenario, they break ground. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't know enough about building regs to know. Could they not carry on while we play? Just they couldn't. Obviously, on the day that there's a match, they wouldn't be able to work. But would they be able to play around that? So could they work the rest of the time? Um, 
because uh, if you think about it, it's it's one end that isn't being used anyway, isn't it? Um, mm. So it is. It does. It does look like it might be sort of uh, part of the way through the season that it gets opened if they can do the work around uh, around the day to day activities. But it's. Uh, um, yeah, just it's annoying for the people who haven't got tickets, I would say, more than anything. Yeah. Michael, what would you would you agree? Yeah, it, it's 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 a bigger hit for, you know, folks that that now have the ability to do a season ticket again where you know maybe they they weren't able to for whatever reason before yeah um frustrating um again we could sit here for hours just from from you know what i've read and this morning and what i've heard and stuff like that um about the the wst and that type of stuff um things like this are are difficult there's a lot that goes into it nuanced political things and, and that type of stuff. So it's, it's, it's unfortunate for, for the fans and it's unfortunate for really for, for ticket allocations is the biggest thing that's going to affect right now. Just the fact that it's such a struggle um, for longstanding fans of, of decades old over there who, who aren't able to get tickets. Yeah. With, with that being said, uh, Stark, do you do you all? I, I've seen some people mentioning um, a temporary yeah 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 seating situation. So, what are your thoughts on that? Is that something even <clears throat> possible? So originally, the issue was that the ground was subsiding. So obviously, you couldn't do. You know, when the old cop was there, you obviously couldn't do anything. But presumably, with the fact that they flattened it and leveled it now, that issue, I'm I'm assuming, would have gone away. Um, but you know, there are there are other issues. If we look at just quickly look at the statement that they put out, I don't know whether any of these other other things affect that the the raising of a temporary stand. So let's just have a quick. Uh, this is good for the audio podcasters, honestly. Uh, so uh, so uh, the issues there. So obviously they point here. There's several conditions the club needs to be satisfied uh, can be fulfilled before obviously they break the ground. So. Uh, there's the issue with the collapse of the, the lease. I think that is a whole other argument that might go on and on and rumble a little bit. Um, yeah. And there might be a bit of mud slung around that, um, I, I, I suspect. Uh, confirmation of the requirements to meet UEFA's Category 4 stadium status. Uh, so that's basically there so that we can have it. I'm guessing it's for international games, that one, um, more than anything, um, would be my... Uh, would be my sort of uh, guess on that because they don't expand on it. Um, then there's obviously a, a, an existing sewer that's that's already been been an issue, um, so they've got to divert that away. So that's an issue. So none of this is going to happen quickly, is it? Uh, and then there's a low no. voltage cable, so and a substation. Uh, I think that is that by the is that by Wayne's car park somewhere i'm just trying to visualize where that might be but again, but then again there's a there's another bit of digging and some work to do there isn't there so i guess you know to the uninitiated uh, and people who don't don't know like me you, you, in theory that sounds like you could put a small temporary stand up of some description or and work around it but it's hard isn't it you know hopefully the club will see people's comments uh, around that and give us an update and say, well, it isn't possible because of X, Y, and Z, or it is. Uh, but it would be nice just to do something. I mean, I, I, I've, I've jokingly put on Twitter today, stick the away fans in that end, I don't care. It could be uncovered. 
put one port a port loo in, and uh, you know away they go. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, when the Kings of Leon were here, we were using that space. Uh, there was temporary toilets, there was food stalls, and we were walking in and out around there. Um, so we were using that area. So maybe there is some scope. Um, but there'll be an awful lot of disappointed people who were sort of uh, ha- hoping to get a season ticket next season because um, yeah. c- of that. And uh, obviously, uh, it's good. the wait is going to be a little bit longer. Um, and yes. it's, a- it's out of all our powers, that one, isn't it? There's nothing that we can do, to be fair. Um, Write a letter, Matthew. Write a letter, yeah. Uh, I don't think my letters would get read. Um, but hopefully, uh, you know, just if they could give us a little bit more of an update, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Because, you yeah. know, that temporary stand was the first thing that people said, which was a great call. Um, yeah. And it would be interesting to see if we could, you know, get that extra thousand odd people or whatever. I don't know what, what, a temp- what the size of a temporary stand could be. Yeah, it would be. And, and, and then it, that is going to raise the... Um, you know, the not issue, but the you got to have, like you said, you know, put a port of john there. You've got yeah. concession, concession concerns and those types of things that, are, that you have to have. So even if a temporary stadium or a temporary uh, is put up. It's gonna take... Yeah, we'll see. Let's see. Let's see what the next update says uh, whenever it comes, because it was slow coming that one, I thought, because I wouldn't have thought that's that's not just happened in the last couple of days. I think that's been yeah. they've known about this for a while and just for whatever cho- reason chosen this quiet midweek to uh, to put that out um, yeah. is what it feels like so uh, if they go if they go temporary stand route i think that's going to be an indication that this is going to take a while Intra- yeah that's a good point yeah 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 that would be uh, that's a that's a because uh, you know those are generally sort of um you know they have to be constructed in some way shape or form so you're not doing that just for a game or two are you you're doing that for a you know a month or two um so uh, so yeah, hopefully I'd say hopefully somebody will uncover that and tell us whether it's uh, it's possible to do. Um, Absolutely. We don't have we don't have many of them in the UK. Um, they tend to, I, as I say, I don't know. It might be a health and safety thing that they just avoid it with all costs because we're yeah. health and safety mad now, aren't we? Um, yeah. But uh, but uh, yeah. Um, it was perfect timing. I remember last night thinking, like, man, it's probably been the quietest week in Rexham, <laughs> and then we're jumping on this pod, and it's then sure fault, enough, Jamal. I wake up to that news. <laughs> it's your fault. You 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 brought this statement forward know, somehow, sorry. subconsciously. <laughs> um, and the only other major thing that happened this week, I don't know, did anybody manage to catch the women's game on Sunday? I did. I did not. You know, oh right, so you did. Uh, my yeah, Kath went as well. Uh, she went and watched it. Uh, I guess an interesting point around that because I don't think they made it very clear. So the idea you have to have a paper ticket to get into the stadium when because we're, we're playing at the Rock in Kevin, um, yeah. you have to have a paper ticket to get into the stadium. Now, for people who don't know, you're supposed to pick up your ticket from the club shop, um, but obviously you might not decide to like Kath did. Kath decided on the day to go uh, and watch mm. the game, but the club shop is closed on the Sunday, so you can't get yeah. the ticket. So just in case there's one person that this helps, they actually had a little trailer outside the rock 
And Kath bought her ticket and basically risked it. She went, I'm going to go. If they don't let me in, they don't let me in. But she had her email to prove that she bought a ticket. And basically oh. outside the shop, they were printing the tickets there in a little trailer. Uh, not outside the, outside the rock, they were printing yeah. them in a little trailer. So just in case people were, because there might have been other people on the day thought, oh, I might go. Then seeing that you can't pick your ticket up from the club shop, that's what they're doing. Um, so I'm told, I haven't seen any figure, I'm told they had a good crowd um, and they had a cracking game. So they'll be disappointed with the score, I'm sure, um, on yeah. one hand, because obviously, you know, they did have a good lead, uh, the ladies. But the, the flip side is that, you know, uh, they've not been beaten and they've, you know, they've picked up a point against a really good side. What did you think of the game, Michael, compared to the other games that you'd seen? Uh, on the on the uh, commentary and um, um, on the website, and then S4C uh, had an English stream and a Welsh stream. The, the yes. commentary team on S4C said there was six hundred plus oh, okay. um, for the attendance, which was that's that good. Was that pretty good, yeah, for the first match of the season. Uh, Swansea was, you know, a good side. That's, that's what I heard all week, you know, in the WhatsApp group and, and talking to people on Twitter, you know, Swansea was, um, you know, they're, they're supposed to be a top side in the edge. so it, it's one of those to where we always talk about their draws that feel like losses, their draws that yeah. feel like wins. Yeah. You're up two nil. Dale Morgan, third. Aaron Lovett, you know, they, they sort of ran into each other when Swansea scored that goal. So, um, hopefully they're okay. Uh, backup keeper comes in and her first minutes of the season as well, obviously um, a tough, tough position against that type of, you know, that, that quality of opponent to come in on. But um, all in all, you, you get home, take away from, from a team that's um, supposed to be toward the top of the table in that league. It's, it's a good start. Good start. And from a sort of quality of game point of view and you watching it, was it, was it worth a watch? Um, oh yeah, hundred percent. Yes. Yeah, especially. I mean, it, yeah, it it's great. a ding dong game that's ended three three, so that's helped. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because um, yeah. it'd be it would be great. Obviously, the you know the men's team draws so much attention now. Yeah. Um, and hopefully it'll escalate for them when there's a the ladies episode comes out at some point of the documentary sure. that will sure. raise the profile of a few players um, and of the team. Um, but it's it'll be great then. They'll, hopefully they'll get a lift then when. Uh, when that comes out. Have you managed to catch any of the games that they've shown before, Jamal? I haven't. Not for the, not the women's games. Um, I, it's been on my to-do list, but I just get so busy with football. Like if I'm not watching Wrexham, I'm watching EPL. If I'm not watching EPL, I'm watching MLS. I started, I picked up the Japanese league for betting reasons. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I, I have a lot on my plate when it comes to football and I upset the girlfriend because she wants to go out. I'd rather stay in and, and watch the <laughs> matches. So I'm I'm a bit nervous if I do get into it. I'll just it's another okay. yeah yeah, another yeah. Addiction. All right, yeah. So for me, it was uh, it was it was just bad timing because uh, I think it was kickoff five forty five or six six o'clock my time. Uh, I forget which one it was, and I mean that's red zone time for me now. So that's like me yeah. in front. Of, uh, that's me in front sure. of the TV watching. Yeah. Uh, obviously, watching the Seahawks destroy Detroit, as I knew they would. Uh, and uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, you uh, did. And. Uh, so, you had you had money on that one. You put no. your own money on that one. Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> to be fair, right, I I've got a, a little app. I don't know if you've ever heard of it called Super Brew, um, and it's an app where you can have a little prediction league. Um, so with the NFL, you can predict who's going to win, and by how many points. 
uh, and you get points based on that prediction. And so I've got a league with a few people, and I always predict us to lose, to be fair, and I had predicted us to, to, to lose to Detroit. Um, but uh, obviously, deep down, I had utter faith in Coach Carroll, obviously. Um, knew he'd pull it through. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so yeah, so it was bad. That was bad timing. As I said, Kath did go. She went and watched it, and she really enjoyed it. And she she said there was a good crowd. So uh, they're away yeah. next weekend, I think. Anyway, so hopefully, uh, mm-hmm. hopefully, uh, next home game will they'll garner a bit more support. Um, and I guess we'll give we'll give a shout out because uh, Rebecca Pritchard scored, um, which was ironic because yeah. I think she scored the winner in the. Uh, uh, in the in the game to uh, to get him promoted, I think uh, Rosie Hughes obviously scored, yeah. and oh god, go on, Michael, tell me you scored the th- no, I'm joking. Uh, Hannah Carrier, uh, Hannah, yeah, yes. K- K- Hannah K. Yes. <laughs> we will call her Hannah K. Brilliant, yeah, Hannah, she's going to be Hannah, Hannah K. K you know? um, ah. With a very, I'm going to call it Greek or Cypriot sounding surname, um, uh, is my guess, but uh, yeah, she got she got a goal as well. So uh, sure. so yeah. Good, entertaining stuff. Um, yeah. What was and... the, uh, if you don't mind me asking, what was the experience at the grounds like? Um, because it looks beautiful. I, I, I'd love to check it out. But um, what, what was the actual fan experience? Yeah, so um, obviously, I mean, I, so I wasn't there. Um, so, like, I don't know that I, if you've never, if you've never seen the ground, people need to Google it. It's called The Rock because part of the, uh, part of the side of it is cut into a rock face, almost like a quarry face. Um and uh, it's got a beautiful artificial pitch. Uh, we talked about this last week. It's a real, didn't we, Michael? It's a really sad story at the moment behind Kevin because the guy who owns them is basically yeah. running it into the ground, um, which is a shame. But it's the reason that they've chosen it is because the facilities are fantastic. You know, there is a covered terrace for people to sit in. There is you can stand all around the stadium as well. Um, and there is there is car parking, but I I don't think you could use the car park outside because I think their bus beached itself because it goes up a steep hill <laughs> to get to it. You have to go up a steep hill. And I saw yeah. some pictures. I think it was Mark Griffiths had posted some pictures or maybe video yeah. of this bus had beached itself so it couldn't get up. So I, I think people were having to park and just walk up the short walk. Um, uh, but it's it's you know and it's got a little, they've got a little shop there and stuff for food and drink. Um, so it is a really good for, a toy, obviously toilets. So it's a good, really good facility in Wrexham that they can use. It's just a shame that the money is going to this fella who's also destroying it. Um, so um, I know in the past we have trained at this place once or twice um, because uh, if, when the weather's bad and you, the, the pitches freeze, you can tend to use these astro, these artificial. I know they're a bone of contention in the NFL, aren't they? But these artificial pitches come into their own then. So. Um, it's cheaper for us to use that than it is for us to pay the FA Wales to use the uh, the expensive training facilities that we uh, that we normally use to be honest but uh, but yeah so uh, so yeah it is a really good it's a really good place to go and watch football and in fact the oh let me get this right now the world record for most wins in a row uh, was achieved at that stadium uh, let me just Google it. I was actually there. I can't remember what it what it was. Uh, really? Yeah, so so uh, a, a team a team called TNS, which is uh, about ten miles down the road here, that play in the Welsh Premier, the men's Welsh Premier Division. They broke a forty four year old record back in oh god, two thousand and sixteen, when they won twenty they won their twenty seventh game in a row at that stadium against Kevin. Wow! Um, wow! 
So that was, uh, there was a, there's a reason behind that. TNS in that league, in that Welsh Premier League, TNS are the only full-time team, really. Everybody else is part-time. And, I mean, they have ex-Rexham players and stuff, TNS do. So uh, they pay big money to wow. people. So uh, they dominate that uh, that league the majority of the time. So um, so there's a caveat. There's a little asterisk on there to say, still a great achievement, but we have a, we have a really big advantage over everybody yeah. else. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. By respotting the ball, Scott the North County. Get ready to relive the action as we dive deep into the latest match review on the Racecourse Ramble podcast. Uh, so, Grimsby review time. Uh, I, I was a bit lost for words. It was so good, uh, to be honest, in the end. Um, so, uh, before I get your thoughts, I'll just share the, 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 the facts uh, of, uh, of, of the day, I guess. So, obviously, we ended up winning the game 3-zip. Uh, Ollie Palmer got a goal, Will Boyle got a goal, and Elliot Lee got another goal. Um, all of which we're going to break down in glorious technical shortly. Um, according to uh, FopMob, which is the, uh, the app I use here, they gave Elliot Lee the man of the match. Uh, always subjective that lots of people have different opinions um but we'll we'll start by just going over the lineup so howard was in goal barnet hayden toza boyle and mclean all started at the back uh o'connor young and lee started in midfield palmer and then mullin came in up front um so pre-match the buzz was all around the mullin start um, because I don't, I don't think anybody really thought he would start. I think everybody was hoping he'd be on the bench again. Um, but uh, Michael shaking his head like, oh, no, I knew he was going to start. It was obvious. He no, was not at all. <laughs> uh, but it was interesting, actually, just before the team was announced, I was talking to Richie, who, who uh, when he gets time, does the podcast with us, uh, did more last season. And he'd said that uh, I think one of his friends had, uh, had spoken to Parky and he kind of had said the plan was, get that first sort of big substitute appearance in and then Mulls would play. Um, and ironically, there we, he was right because Mulls obviously started. So pre-match, Jamal, you saw the, uh, you saw the team news. What were your thoughts? Were you happy with it generally? Anybody you'd have swapped out? Or was it what you were expecting? Um, no. So the midfield is what I've been hoping for for the longest time. I really like that midfield. I think yeah. it's, it's, it's much needed. Um, with uh, O'Connor, you know, kind of laying, laying in the back and let Elliot Lee run freely up, up in the offensive side of things. So I really like that midfield. Um, I love to see McLean starting. I, yeah. I mentioned it, I think, on one of the spaces. I thought, uh, I thought it was going to be tough substituting Mendy, but yeah. McLean is just that guy's level a above, whole different level above. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I really enjoyed the lineup. My thing uh, was the Mullen start. Uh, I had tweeted, um, was it too soon? He looked yep. gassed. And I didn't take into account how hot it was that game, uh, the Grimsby, or was it Grimsby that he came in as a, no, 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 I'm sorry. The game. Before, I know the one he, you mean. Yeah. It was roasted off that first, uh, that first yeah. appearance game. So I was just a little concerned that they rushed him in there. Um, especially after the Armstrong thing didn't go through. I was like, are, are they just looking for a reason to get fans excited or, or was it too soon? Cause he just looked gassed. It wasn't, I've never seen Mullen like that. Um, but you know, he made me eat crow. He looked like he was back into physical form. I think now he just needs to get the touches back and get yeah. his feeling back, but no, everything, everything was great. I'm glad that Hayden was okay. I'm glad that he was in the starting lineup. Yeah. Um, I've made the prediction. I think we're going to lead the league and set peace goals with Hayden and Boyle back there. 
yeah. um, to add Palmer up top. So, um, no, I really enjoy that lineup. I think that's going to be the the basic, like, starting a lineup going into the future. Okay. Um, there's someone that I'm missing. Oh, well, now with Fletcher, I don't know how that's going to work. But I, I, I personally really like that lineup and having Fletcher as a super sub works for me, so. Mike, what what were your what were your thoughts? Nothing to add. Tomorrow's a professional. No, um, yeah. I mean, it, it's I, I. The 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 only thing I'll say, and, and Jamal touched on Fletcher, that 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 partnership that we've seen in two games now, the the yeah. Doncaster match and the Grimsby match with Fletcher and Lee is going to be a lot of fun to watch yeah. um, moving forward. They're both just, they're, 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 they're way too good for league two. Um, you know, Fletcher, I mean, obviously played in the prim, prim experience. Lee's played in leagues above. Um, but, but that little partnership, just being able to, the, the small little, those little nuanced things in the game that they just read and see so well with having just zero verbal communication it's just spatial awareness it's awareness of um you know where their help is where defenders are you know how to carry a man off when to carry a man off when to back when to switch um it's it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch moving forward those two guys uh, obviously feed off each other very very well uh you obviously you watched it at home i'm sure were you at home or where were what where did you both watch it i was at home at home yeah yeah, had it, had the link up on the TV. Perfect. Okay. Um, I'll tell you what the, the the interesting. I mean, Fletcher came on for that whatever it was. Uh, so twenty odd, twenty ish minutes. Um, yeah. That cameo nearly scored twice. Uh, a header from a corner and the overhead kick, um, which was uh, you know that was a real touch of class. And I mean, I there was the people around me were sort of saying, you know, I think this fella might start. When he gets fit, um, I think that's going to be an interesting talking point in two, three, four weeks' time when he is up to speed a bit more. Um, does anybody think that's a crazy shout and he's always going to be a sub, or do you think there is a chance that he's got such he has got the class that you know once he's sub to speed he might get a start alongside Moles? Yeah, I, I said last week. I think on here or maybe in a space that it would not surprise me one bit. Um, you know, with the, with the quality that he has to see him. Um, I don't know if he's going to be, you know, the permanent strike partner with Bowles because obviously uh, Mullen and Palmer play off each other so well. Yeah. Um, that experience um, of multiple seasons together now. But, um, you know, Palmer gets a little niggle, a little injury here and there. Wouldn't surprise me one bit uh, to, to see Fletcher come straight in. Um, and then if he just, you know, needs a blow. Um, yeah. needs a needs a rest, and um, it, it would not surprise me at all to see Fletcher start um, a a good number of games throughout the season. What do you think, Jamal? Was he? Do, do you agree? Yeah, I mean, to answer your question, no, it wouldn't surprise me. Would I want that? No, I like the idea of having Fletcher as a super sub, okay. um, especially with his experience towards late. Let's say we're losing. I feel like you need that that mature. Max. Yeah, midfielder. Yeah, that's been there knows how to calm everyone down. Um, so I, I mean, no, not trying to take anything away from Tozer. I think he did a great job of doing that. But coming from Fletcher, it's totally different. So I, I personally like the idea of him, having him as a super sub, but I would not surprise me one bit the way he's been playing. Just on Tozer, there's a very there's a brilliant 
clip you'll uh, you'll see of uh, Toza giving Mullin a bollocking during the Notts County game for not cutting a ball back uh, in the documentary. It's really interesting. You know, when you think about how such high esteem we hold Mullin, and yet he was, you know, Toza um, was very clearly saying, you know, we can't waste chances in these games is basically what he's saying, you know. Uh, and Mulls argues that he couldn't see uh, the pass that, that everybody thought he could play. So uh, it's a brilliant little... I, it's it's a matter of seconds, isn't it, Jamal? But it's, it's just really seconds. interesting to see the dynamic uh, of Toza not, you know, it's, you know, not sort of... Uh, well, doing his role as a captain, really, is what Isao yeah. would describe it, yeah. um, despite that how was, high uh... we think of, uh, of Mulls. Yeah, that was my favorite clip of, of the whole episode because you, you see this light of Tozer and and I've said it before, I think, especially when we're in the National League, you had to have a special sort of captain, someone who would really hold the anchor down because you're dealing with these high profiles and like Palmer and Mullen. And so it was great to see that he's not one to shy away. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Okay, so should we have a look at the goals? <laughs> Let's... Uh... Uh, for people who do listen to the audio podcast, is uh, what I learned last week was this is just a nightmare. It's just us talking and not being able to reference things. But um, <laughs> I, uh, I apologise. Um, so, <clears throat> just let me know if that is that f- uh, full screen for you guys or what? Uh, yeah, it is. It is. So. Uh, I've just pulled out the goal so that we uh, we don't uh, keep Mr. Elon Musk too too long today. Uh, <laughs> so uh, first goal, so uh, brilliant. Oh, I better I better turn that down so that Mark Griffiths doesn't uh, try and or the club don't try and break copyright or anything. Uh, <laughs> hey, they do weird, they do weird things nowadays. Um, so, corner by McLean. Great, great. That's the first thing. Right? If that was Elliot yeah. Lee, that hasn't beat the first man. Yeah? So, yeah. dare I say it. Um, but, uh, so the first thing is the great quality of corner is, is, what, uh, is what leads to this. Um, nice. Long keeps it alive. Uh, now, they were claiming offside. I think I've paused yeah. that at a good sign. Yeah. I, I know no, it's a bit blurry, but you can see he's yeah. clearly onside. Now, do you know why he's onside, though? <clears throat> um, does anybody know why he's onside? So do you see our mate here? Defender closest to the box, yeah. Yeah, so no, you see this? I think he's a blonde-haired defender. That Can you uh-huh. see my mouse that I'm circling? Yeah. Right. So he decided to have a bit of a cheat, and it's, back, it's backfired on him. So uh-huh. uh, if we just go back... I've gone a bit too far. But you watch the corner initially when the keeper punches. He goes he goes down. He's gone down. He's can you just about see him? He's I over do. here. He's gone down. I trying didn't to catch that on the stream. Yeah, he's, he's trying to win a foul. Yeah, he's trying to say yeah, I've yeah, been yeah. fouled. Uh, he probably hasn't. He's just barged into somebody. Yeah. That's uh I I can't see the quite who's, the, who's I can't quite see who's there. But just if you watch him, can you see him? He's still on the floor there. Mm-hmm. And he's late coming out. So there's the ball. There's our man. I think that's Boyle next to him. Boyle might be close to being offside. It's hard to tell from this angle, but Palmer clearly isn't, is he? But what makes he it is not. the ball from Lee. It's it's what I call a clipped yeah. pass. It's just... Yeah. it's it's. But what they will say, what Grimsby will argue... Am I boring you here? This is, is this too much talking? Uh, this right. is great. Grimsby will argue. See this fella here? 
by the ref, he's taken way too long to put pressure on Lee. Yeah. So he's got all. You've got one of the best midfielders in the league who's got all the time in the world. Absolutely. Find a Wrexham player, and if you actually have a look in the box, I think it's Boyle Palmer. Tozer. Might be Tozer, and Hayden is also. If you look at Hayden's body, he's going as well. He's yeah. about to go for it. They've got all the look. You know, all the time in the world. Um, so it starts oh, from the great corner. Yeah. The ball by Lee was. I think he's sublime, um, and the pass is just is, is super. But it's you know that fella is cheating. You know that's what happens, unfortunately. Um, that's a good call, man. I didn't see that on the stream. I didn't see it on the highlights either. Yeah, that's a good so call. Um, yeah. just a little, just a, a little thing uh, common now for players, obviously, to jump jump around. Yeah. So that was good for for Ollie because he needs some goals, doesn't he? I think he needs some yeah. goals so that we can see the old marauding Ollie. Let's get some confidence in him. And, uh, you know, that's great for him. Uh, and his celebration is, well, I won't go into the celebration. I'm not quite sure. What he, I don't know if you saw it. Not quite sure, not quite sure what was going on with the celebration. Yeah. So, um, okay. Uh, anybody else got anything to say about that first goal? We enjoyed, I hope we, we enjoyed that one. I don't want to do all the talking. So if you've seen something, tell me, because I don't want to be just me yapping, talking rubbish. No, no, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, a, point. that's a good call. I thought the same thing. Uh, I, I didn't see the guy go down, so good eye on that. But uh, I remember watching the game thinking, like, how are you that far apart from Lee? And yeah, yeah, he yeah, took yeah. forever. And you could see even even before Lee gets his foot on the ball, he gave up rushing Lee. Like, he was already positioned to block himself. Just trying to block himself. it instead. Yeah, and it's that's mistake. That's the first mistake. When you have someone like Lee with that quality of touch, Correct. you get on him like a mosquito. You, don't, you do not give someone that much time. You'll hear it when you watch games. Uh, hopefully, you can hear it on the telly. When the opposition are, are around our, at the edge of our box, you'll hear everybody sort of like complaining. They're all going like, come on, get out, get out, and press him. And that's why, because it's just one pass or one shot. Uh, and that's, uh, you know, uh, that can be the difference between a game. Uh so the Will Boyle goal. So the Will Boyle goal comes from this starts from obviously from a toes a toes. So set pieces. Uh, I don't know. Do we call a, a long throw a set piece? I would argue that it is. Um, yeah. With toes are to, throwing, it is going back yeah. to your thing yeah. before Thank Jamal. You. So great leap by Hayden. Uh, so obviously that's going to be the target all the time, isn't it? If Hayden's playing, he's the target. Um, so at this point, I've just. I've stopped it here. So at this point, this looks like this guy here is just going to launch it, isn't he? That's what it yeah. looks like. I'm just, I'm just going to put my foot through this and absolutely yeah. launch it, right? Send it to the moon. But he doesn't. And there's the key to this. So our attacking midfielder has just gone uh, and just got a little nick on it, yeah? Just gets a little nick. Elliot Lee just keeps the ball alive, as we call it, yeah? See that? Keeps yep. it alive. And then the, the move breaks down because they're not comfortable enough in possession and then step forward mr mclean who is now winning accolades left right and center isn't he after uh, uh, appearances on talk shows in ireland i don't know if you saw that um, <laughs> yeah. which was great because he's sort of it was. he said that now he he knows he's on the autistic spectrum um, so he's getting a bit of understanding towards that as well so this is great so the key to this uh, for me um, and pl please feel free to say something uh, McLean's taken a touch. That is the key to this goal. Does anybody ball. know what I mean by that? So the fact is that if that's any of our other uh, 
left backs. They're taking another touch there to set themselves. Mm. Right? But he doesn't. He hits it first time. Yeah. Look. Now, here's yeah. our goal scorer, Will Boyle, in here. The Grimsby manager, Paul Hurst, will be, he'll be so angry. Look at this. Untouched. He's probably... It's hard to see what's going on on the right-hand side. But I'm going to give this guy uh, the benefit of the doubt and saying he's got Hayden. Then you've got one, two, three players within... What are they? Six yards? Yeah, just as a guess. Yards. Just yeah. a guess. Maybe not. Five yards. Like you say, Jamal, to- he's totally free, isn't he? Um, mm-hmm. And so the ball's on its way. Oh, he'll be so angry. And Boyle must be thinking, I can't believe his luck. You've got a six-foot-four yeah. centre-half who's got a ball being pinged at his head. But the key to this is he actually, the ball from uh, McLean, is actually ever so slightly behind Boyle so he has to do some work to get his to, to, to get around it and head it back. It's a wonderful header when you watch it. Uh, he just gets a head. See how he has to go back? Yeah. yeah. What a header that is. But, and Boyle will tell you, it's all about the ball. The ball is so good. It's first yeah. time. It's early. It's totally caught them out. Um, yeah. And it's a wonderful header. Um, if he did not, if he didn't place it looking at this and... I don't know if y'all are getting in slow motion because of the connection, but if he didn't place it that way, though, would the Grimsey uh, defender had a chance at that? In what way? What do you mean? Which which bit? If the ball was a little bit forward, it looks like the Grim the Grimsby uh, the Grimsby defender was uh, would have gotten a hit on that on the other angle. You mean ahead of ahead of Boyle? Mm-hmm. Let's have a look. You might be right. Let's have a look. See if we see anything. I think I understand what you're saying. The fact that he did have to stoop for it it possibly helps him. Maybe if that ball comes here, it's it's definitely contested way more than it is because it's ever so slightly behind him. Mm -hmm. Um, You you know, he's definitely going to be closer to it. But it's. I mean, the keeper doesn't even die for it. It's it's so good. But look, McLean harasses him. But that ball, to hit that ball first time is top yeah. draw. Yeah. That's what makes it. And that's, that's the little bit of class that you pay that extra bit of money for, is what Phil Parkinson will tell you. Um, so I really enjoyed that goal because I was, comf- I was confident at that point. I don't know how you were feeling when you saw it at home. But at that point, I was a bit more like, oh, I think, you know, um, I think we might be all right here. What were, you, what were your thoughts? One thing about this Wrexham team, and it's going to, kill me saying this being a huge Liverpool fan okay, they remind course. me a lot of the Sir Alex Ferguson teams yep. where they'll make you pay for your mistakes yeah and we've seen that with these first two goals those goals were as a result of Grimsby's mistakes yeah uh yeah I mean there you think that you should play the ball out a bit better shouldn't you, you should be a bit better um yeah so yeah you you know you've got to you've got to take the got to take your chances um but two good goals um and then the third one um, so obviously this is uh, a bit later on. Share that again. Sorry, I was uh, bringing, no, us all back, bringing us all back in. Um, Elliot Lee. So Howard, nice long ball. So <clears throat> here's Fletcher. And anybody who knows Stephen Fletcher, Fletcher, this is Fletcher up against their best centre half. And anybody who knows Fletcher knows that you know he is an animal in the air. So he wins the flick. Yeah, um, which obviously a lot of people, you might not get this, but a lot of people criticise Oli Palmer a lot because he doesn't win those balls. He'll look for fouls instead. 
Yep. So if you watch, when you're watching, if there's a ball like that and Palmer sort of tries to win it or he'll go down a bit and he'll look for a foul, nine times out of ten he's having his shirt ripped off him. Um, yeah. But you'll hear a bit of discontent because fans are thinking, oh, please be a bit stronger. You're a big lad. Be stronger. Win the header. Um, so he wins the header. Dolby does some good work. And then again, look, this is the key point again here. It's going off what you're saying, Jamal. Um <clears throat> So you've got two Grimsby players and two Wrexham players uh, going for the same ball now. Uh, so this becomes a case of who wants it most. Uh, and I thought Fletcher was going to come on to this because I was I'm just up here. I thought Fletcher was going to come on to it. But actually what you see is the desire of the person who I would say has been our best player so far this season. Who's, yeah. he's, a lot of the time, a play, they'll let a new player score a goal. So they would, you know, Lee would have gone, oh, go on, Steve, you have it. But it's no chance. Lee's on to this like a flash. Yeah. And that's brave because if you look, the Grimsby defender slides in on him as well. Um, but he just finishes it. Good work by Dolby. It's nice, simple. I think he's trying to find Young there, isn't he? He might have been. That's a good ball by Dolbs, though. It's but it's in a good area. Sense. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Good it's ball. brave by Lee um, yeah. to finish it off. And... Uh, yeah, I th another really good goal. Um, and I thought the football that we played following that goal was, you know, after the second goal, Pop. Uh, no, sorry, about the last 20 minutes. It's like champagne football when Fletcher came on, yeah. as we call it. We were playing back heels, you know, keeping possession. Yes. We were laying, as we call it. You know, we were taking the mickey. Um, and I thought that was some of the best football that we've, uh, that we've seen. Um, this season, what would you say? Anybody, uh, anybody think? Yeah, I, I, I that was the um, I'd say overwhelming consensus on on Wrexham social media after the match was over with. They were talking about that last 15 20 minutes, like you said, Matt. They were, um, you know, I don't want to say toying with Grimm's, but I mean, just having fun playing, yeah. playing. <laughs> Playing free football, like you said, back heel, heel clips, and and yeah. um, that that partnership between uh, between Fletcher and Lee uh, blossomed a little bit more over the last um, you know quarter of the match or so. Yeah, the, my only the only thing that sort of the thing that would have put the cherry on the cake was the overhead kick by Fletcher. If that would have gone in, I think. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess you could yeah. say a mulling a mulling goal might have uh, might have been the cherry sure. on the cake, and he did have a couple of chances. Just uh, you know, it just wasn't quite sharp to get to things quick enough. Um, uh, but that'll come. I'm sure he's going to score on Saturday. I'm adamant he is. Um, but uh, yeah, the 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 overhead kick was uh, I'm, was I don't know what they said about that. Um, do you get still get Mark Griffiths' commentary on the I follow uh, mm -hmm. on the I follow? I don't know what Mark Griffiths said about it. But um, it was honestly, it was close. The overhead kick was, um, and his header before was really close. So um, I would say that is as good a ninety minutes as we've seen in a while. What do we think? What, what we uh, would you? Uh, what would you say? Yeah, I um, I remember thinking when the game finished, I was, I thought to myself, like, this is the race we're used to. But then I. I I had a second thought. I'm like, well, I don't think we're really used to this Wrexham because it was just so much flashier than we're used to. Yeah. Wrexham of last year was hard-nosed, straight to goal, nothing direct. flashy. It was direct, direct. and efficient. Yeah, yeah, this team is not only efficient, but it's fun to watch with, with what Fletcher brings. So um, that was – that 90 minutes was like, okay, we're ready for League One, I think. So 
Um, I know I'm jumping way ahead of myself. I'm jumping way ahead of myself, but (laughs) man, I don't see, I I haven't seen a club look like that from Wimbledon to MK Dons. We, it was just really impressive. Yeah. Was that the best football you've seen, Mike, so far? Uh, This season, yes. And and again, you know, Grimsby, they, they really didn't offer much. Um, at least offensively, you know, Howard was, Howard was not tested very much. Um, obviously throughout the match, they, they struggled, they struggled in possession, just kind of weird, very odd play. They pass the ball, they pass the ball around at the back for, you know, a good 20, 25 seconds, eight, 10, 12 yard passes between their center backs and midfield. Um, couldn't get the ball for very much. I thought it was a little odd. It was, it was weirdly um, a little bit like Doncaster. Um, like what Doncaster did uh, the week before. Um, but again, yeah, th- this season, I mean, I, I, the most, um, you know, complete complete 90 minutes that, that I think we've seen. Yeah, if we just look at some some stats, because some people do like statistics, others don't. Um, I get that. Um, I, uh, I, th- I think they tell you part of the story for sure. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> if I can uh, just, uh, can you see that? Can you see that at a decent size? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so there's uh, there's some key ele- key elements when you look at the stats. So <clears throat> xG is the one that's quite controversial. Not everybody quite understands it. So xG tells you how good are the chances that you are making. So it's not going to tell you how many goals you're going to score, but it's going to tell you when you make a chance. Do you make a good, sort of clear cut chance, or are you taking pot shots from miles away? Uh, so if you look at the difference there, you know that's night and day they were they were they never created anything uh, of sort of note compared to to us uh, but yeah. interesting look at the ball they had all the ball they had 60% of the ball but they had it in areas that didn't hurt us so that's going to what you were saying mike uh, you know they had it at the back yeah. and they were passing it round but they then couldn't do anything with it um is what you would sort of uh, you would say uh, around that although they had nine shots but you know nothing that nothing that troubled us did it um to to sort of us uh, and they were pretty accurate which to be fair you know they but they were they they had an old striker that we used to have recky pike he was no he, he's got a bit of pace about him but he was no threat um they really marshaled him well um and he had everything sort of uh you know they had everything sort of tied up uh player weight ratings wise again always controversial but elliot lee got man of the match I thought McLean and Barnett had really good games. They could have, yeah. you could have argued that they would have been close. Um, but I thought Elliot Lee would get it because I think he had one assist yeah. and a goal and he had a good all round performance, you know. So I, I think it would be hard to take that away from Elliot Lee. Uh, Boyle was up there again, if you look. Um, you know, uh, FOTMOB have given him a really high rating. Um, but yeah, the only person I kind of agree with this, not necessarily the rating, the quietest player was Tom O'Connor. Um, and maybe maybe that's a good thing because he's just picking the ball up and giving it simple and breaking up play. Um, but he was the he was the least flashy on the day. Uh, <laughs> is what but I, is... when you when you when you go back to you know, what again, a, a lot of fans were saying um, in the Doncaster match with with TOC, he, he you know seemed to be a little bit off. So it was good to yeah, see him yeah. come back. 
didn't seem to make any, um, you know, didn't didn't set a foot wrong on the day. Yeah, in my opinion, last week. Yeah, he's uh, and he'll get stronger as he gets some game time in him. Yeah, he'll get uh, he'll get stronger. Um, There's also those players, as cliche as it sounds, where when they're doing their job, you don't hear anything from them, and yeah. I think that's Tom O'Connor situation. Yeah. It's, it seems to always be those defensive midfielders, actually, a lot of the time. Yep. They just sweep up, uh, give the ball to other people to do the to do the flashy stuff. Um, and to be fair, he nearly had an assist because he puts a great ball through for Mullin in the first half that Mullin drags with his left foot wide. Again, that's just sharpness. That'll come with his, yeah. with his fitness. Um, but I just thought um, the... the one player again, he, so he, Elliot Lee got man of the match. I just thought it was worth looking at this, his season so far, because it's frightening, yeah. right? Again, if you don't love stats, it's not a big thing for people. I get that, but, uh, you know, it does help you build a story uh, of what it's done. So this season, he's played eight games. He scored seven goals, got two assists. Um, and, it, uh, you know, Fop Mob gave him an average rating of 8.2. Uh, you know that is, yeah. and this guy was a free agent. Remember, we didn't pay a penny for him of a fashion. Pretty good, you know. Yeah. Um, so this guy is having the time of his life. Isn't he? He's yeah. in his prime. He's twenty-eight. Um, yeah. So the caveat here is uh, one more yellow card, and he's going to be sitting a game out, right? So he's got four yellow cards, and at five yellow cards, he's going to sit a game out. So what I'm hoping Phil Parkinson will be doing now. Is is uh, obviously this Saturday he'll say to him, "Listen, don't give a yellow card away," um, but he'll be trying to plan a game where he'll be happy for Lee to take a yellow card and let Jordan Davis or whoever else he wants to do and let them come in. They'll be hopefully they'll be planning that 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 rest week for him against a weaker team if we can. Um, we have so, Tramier uh, coming up. Say, say that again. We have Tramier coming up after Doncaster. Uh, we played that one. Oh, I'm sorry, my. I'm you're, sorry. Yeah, you're looking at old yeah, fixtures. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about yeah. That. no, but That's there'll be somebody. Your, your point is though that you you can pinpoint a game, and he might take a deliberate yellow card. It, the, the obvious one will be a pullback. So there'll be a game late on if he hasn't had it that they want him to miss it. He'll just pull somebody's shirt and get a yellow card, um, and just take the yellow. Uh, and then they'll let Davis get some minutes. Probably want to give him a week or two to get some more fitness time uh, in. Um, but you know that is sensational uh, from Elliot Lee, uh, and he really has stepped up uh, while Mullins been out and carried the show. Uh, and I, you know, I th- I think we said last week, Michael, that um, so far for us, he oh, definitely for me. I think I'm sure you said the same that he'd been my player of the season uh, yeah. so far. Uh, some other people think Ollie Palmer is. Um, I don't know what what were your thoughts, Jamal, but for me, it's been Lee so far. Yeah, it's 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 definitely been Lee. I think. I think the the thing with Palmer is that he regressed a little bit at the end of last year and the beginning of this year, he's gone back to his old self. So I think yeah. people want to give him that, you know, man of the match. But to me, it's like, well, no, he's just going back to what we're used to seeing. He's not doing anything extraordinary where Lee is going extraordinary, like, you know, just a whole different level. And like you said, he's, a, he looks like a level one player amongst level twos or uh, league twos i'm sorry yeah no, so um no he's definitely he's definitely been man of the match uh him and, and another unsung hero i think has been ryan barnett yeah i love oh, yeah, what yeah. he's been doing this season on the other side of, of that wing i love that I, I don't know if y'all watch much boxing but i love how he wears those black 
cleats. He just reminds me of the early '90s Tyson. Tyson. When he would just <laughs> come out with the black shorts and, and shoes. Totally blacked out boots. Uh, yeah. No logos that you can see and stuff. So, uh, so yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, did you you did say he was your player of the season so far, didn't you? I, I I'm not making that. Leaf, I haven't made that Leaf up. For sure, I? yeah. Well, I'm sure. Oh, I think he's frozen. Oh, 100. percent yes. Yeah, I couldn't 100%. remember whether you did say early, or whether you did say something else. Season so far, so, so far he's so far. Uh, he's Absolutely. been he's been the drive. Should we call him? He's been the driving force for us so far. Um, yeah. You know, he's really made the difference in games, and he. Um, I think last week we actually said uh, we'd seen a stat which said he won us six points. His goals had so far. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, so yeah, you know. What do y'all uh, just? Curiosity, what do you all attribute this whole new level that he's playing at? Is it familiarity with the system? Is it some of the new additions we brought in? I think it's a combination. It will be. A, it won't just be one thing. It'll be a combination. So he's obviously very comfortable at the club. Uh, Phil Parkinson has obviously got a lot of faith and confidence in him, whereas he hasn't always had that from other managers, I think is what he said. Um, and then you've got, he's just obviously Mullins been out, so he's just, because he's felt so comfortable, yep. he's he's just he's taking it upon himself just to just to try and drive us through those games. I don't, would you say anything else, Mike? I don't know. I, I for the last couple of matches specifically for me, it's um, the his partnership in midfield with Luke. The fact yeah. that Luke's come yes. back in and able to been an anchor in midfield and Let's freed up go. Lee to exactly Lee has um, been able to a little deeper in attack um than he would if you know if it was maybe jones and cannon um so for, for me uh, just another small yeah. little nuance is 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 luke is um is youngie anchoring the midfield yeah yeah so uh so that's good good stuff anything else to add on that before we uh, look ahead to the big one any other that's thoughts me. who is did we all think lee was man of the match or did we think anybody else was man of that game or i Definitely. thought it was Elliot. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought, but I say McLean was good. Barnett was good. Yeah, there was lots of other. You know, you could have Boyle was obviously had a high rating. Lots of people, you know, um, that we could uh, that we could look at. But I think it just you get a goal and an assist and play well. It's hard to argue that you're not then the man of the match in it. You know, when you've yeah. uh, when you've done that as well. Okay, good stuff. Did we enjoy? Did we enjoy our technical uh, <laughs> nearly 1080p video review? Yeah, are we keeping that section, Michael? Or what are we doing? Yeah, you are, Matt. That's a winner for me, brother. You are fancy. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. Had the best home talent like Joey Jones. And his best made Mickey T. So we got the little matter of a, a, a game against Stockport County. Um, so this for us, again, you know, local almost derby match. Uh, and then, obviously, off the back of the rivalry, not last year, but obviously the year before, I think we're we're set for a spicy afternoon, aren't we? We are. It'll be uh, it, obviously the the has been sold out on both ends, sold out stadium, so uh, yeah. the, the atmosphere will uh, will be jumping, so they say. Be electric. So, will, will everybody get the yeah. chance to watch it, or have people got work or family commitments, or what's the score? I will be watching. Jamal, will you see it? Yeah, sorry, muted for a bit. Um, no, yeah, my my Saturdays are dedicated to football, so I'll be there. I'll be watching. I'm I'm looking forward to the days where it cools down, so I can pull a Starkey and watch in my backyard. But 
it's a little too hot for that oh god if only we had that problem it you know uh so yeah i i we tried to get tickets couldn't get a ticket for this one so i'll be uh, i'll be watching it via the power of the internet um and uh, you had asked earlier too um just to clarify so mark griffiths yeah. was approved to do the full year um commentary on i think that's what i think i'd read i think i'd read that i follow we're going to use his use that wrexham mm-hmm. commentary team um, but obviously I've not seen, and maybe I've, if, if anything's changed, then I've missed it, but I'm sure that's what he, I'm sure he himself said He that. tweeted that. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if anything official has been, been said, but. Yeah, that was, that was the last thing I, I'd read. And again, you'll see a little bit, you'll get to know Mark a bit more in the documentary tonight, Mike, because, uh, or whenever you see it, because they, they do a little section with him, don't they, Jamal, which is, yeah, uh, yeah. uh, which is quite nice. Some good old photos of him, um, back in the day. And uh, I, I I really enjoy listening to Mark because although I'm a Wrexham fan, he's unbiased and he will call it pretty straight. I think uh, so. When a foul, you know, if one of our players dives, he will tell you that such and such has dived. You know, um, or if we lose a tackle and the crowd erupts and go, that was a foul. He'll go, no, that wasn't a foul. You know, you've got to play, play on, get up. So that's why I like Mark. Um, I think he's pretty he's pretty straight down the line. Um, he's he's so good. Like yeah. I. I... Yeah, I just think I remember listening to when I was first getting into Wrexham, thinking like, what are the chances they have a commentary guy this good? Like their local commentary guy is this yeah. good? I'd kill to have someone like that with my local club. But he's, uh, I, I think he's, a, he's a gem for you all up there. And he's a volunteer, so remember, this isn't somebody that's been getting paid. You know, this is what makes it even, even more special is the fact that this guy is just happy to give up his time, do the commentary, do the travel, then go home and edit lots of the videos, do his own podcast that he does, obviously, with the Dragonheart guys. Um, I think he does write a blog now as well um, uh, since he stopped at Calon. So, uh, you know, uh, that's, uh, that's a diehard supporter, that is. So, yeah, his commentary is really good. So we'll all be, we'll all be tuning into the Mark Griffiths show uh, on Saturday. Um, so, uh, Stockport, State of the Nation. Uh, Stockport County last year started really slow. Um, I'm sure everybody saw that. They didn't get a point for five games. This season, pretty much uh, pretty much the same. Uh, if you can see that now, they've picked up a, a couple of better performances. Um, so they sit 13th while we sit 4th. We've got four more points than them. But the interesting thing for me that makes me nervous is that their last, their last game, um, was it the last one? They beat MK like Doms away, didn't they? Yeah. They beat them away 2-1. So and before I, that too. Um, I just, it's, sorry, my, my uh, this is a bit slow here, but um, uh, so yeah. So they beat MK Doms. Um, and interestingly, our friend Nick Powell scored. Um, who knows what might have been. Um, and yeah, I can't remember who they beat the week before. I'm just Wimbledon. Click. Oh, it's Wimbledon away again, away. So those are two massive away results. Yeah. So they're what I would say is they're starting to get going now. Uh, yeah. You know, we're starting to see a little bit from them. Um, so how are we, how are we both feeling ahead of it? Am I am I nervous on my own? Does anybody else just think we're going to walk it, or uh, you know, are we thinking, well, we're hopefully we're going to win this by a goal? It's going to be a close game. Yeah, I don't think we're going to walk it. Um, it's it's um, it's one of those to where, I mean, like like you just talked about, they're, they're to you know, find their form and start at the season off a 
flow and a fan frustrated um, from listening to the, the various spaces and things like that on Stockport. But I mean, again, like you said, they, like Powell, he can um, obviously find the back of the net. And they've got um, Louis Berry, very young, Exciting. young striker um, who's um, scored a, a good handful of goals for him this year. Um, so it's, it's, they, they, I'm not surprised that they have, um, you know, found service and, and put a good um, couple of couple of games together these last few these last uh, few weeks. They've got uh, Aki Wright playing for him, who's an ex-Rexham player. Um, he was a a bit of an enigma in our midfield, um, but they seem to play him sometimes in the middle of a back three, or they'll sit him in midfield. Um, and he's he was outstanding for him last season. Interestingly, he left we, his contract expired for us, uh, and he uh, and he left. So um, yeah, they've still got Hinchcliffe in goal. who was really he was really good um, historically, but um, yeah, and Paddy Madden still there. Obviously, scored a lot of goals. Kyle Wooten, who they got from Notts County, got but then got injured. So um, they uh, they've not really seen the the best of him yet. Um, but they took him, so uh, Madden will be the busy boy. I would have, I would have, I would have thought. Um, so from our point of view, obviously we don't always know injury status. But uh, what are we, what are we thinking team wise uh, on Saturday, Jamal? Who do you think? What's, what's going to be your uh, starting eleven? Uh, I would stick with the same that we had to start off uh, last week. I think my my prediction. I really. Um, Torres, who really concerns me with with Stockport, he's a great left back. I think this is going to be McLean's uh, McLean's uh, big match. I think this is going to be his coming out party. Oh, okay. Uh, personally, I think he's in a. I think he knows what he's up against. I, I really, really like Torre, and I think uh, McLean's probably chomping at the bit to kind of show him, you know, what he has. So I think this is going to be his big coming out match. I would stick with the same starting 11 um, personally. But um, to your point earlier, if this was any other team, I'd feel confident. Um, But because of the last two matches they've had against teams we struggled against and they did it away. Yeah. um, I hope they're, they're going to be playing with a little extra motivation also with our recent history with them. Um, I I hope we don't overlook them, but um, I think they're, they're starting to click just as, as we are. So I'm really excited for this match. Yeah, it's it's going to be really exciting. I went to the last, the last away game where we lost. I think it was two one, and Mullin scored a very early goal, and the away end went nuts. So we were ripping advertising boardings off and all sorts, uh, and then we lost the game sadly. Uh, well, obviously not me. It was the young kids who ripped it yeah. off. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but sure, yeah, that sure, was a yeah. Uh, that was a it was a great start to that game, but we couldn't see it through. Um, so what about you, Michael? Anything? Anybody you do? Anything you do different? Give anybody a rest? No. Nothing? No. Um, if not, not. Um, it, again, the, the physio team and Parky know better than us. Um, so if Mulls is, if he's back, um, even you know, 80, 90 percent. Paul Mullen at eighty ninety percent is better than. Uh, a majority of strikers in League Two. Um, so, and Hayden, you know, same same context. If Hayden's fit and he's ready to roll, I'd start the same eleven. Maybe, the, maybe the only change I would make is um, possibly give Ford a start. 
Um, okay, away. Barnett. Yeah. yeah, away. A little more defensive prowess there, I think. Um, but again, Barnett's put in so many good shifts these couple weeks. Uh, you, can't, you really can't go wrong, in my opinion, on either one of those two guys at this point. So same 11, uh, maybe Anthony Ford in for Barnett. Yeah, okay. I like that call. Um, it's a type of conservative. It's almost conservative, isn't it? It's a bit more, you know, gives the emphasis yeah. slightly more to the defensive. I do yeah. like that call. But the, the only question for me is um, I've not seen any updates on Palmer. Now, when I don't know whether the TV showed this, but just before he went off on uh, on Saturday, he was kind of uh, prostate on the floor. He was banging the floor. He was really, his yeah. knee looked like it was giving him a real problem. Uh, he, he walked around the pitch at the end when everybody sort of, they, they kind of walk around and clap everybody. Uh, he walked around, but I think he had an ice pack on it. And he also did the media interviews afterwards. He did the official club interviews. So that, that sort of implies that like he's not been rushed to hospital or anything serious. Um, but I just wonder whether I've not seen any training pictures. I don't know if anybody else has uh, seen anything to say that he's uh, he's fit or or not fit. So that's the only one for me. So I guess the devil's advocate game to play there is let's just imagine that he's not fit to start, right? Uh, who would you start instead? Is it just easy? It's Dolby, or do you risk it with Fletcher? For me, it's Fletcher. Fletcher in to start. I'm bringing Fletcher in to start, and then uh, Dobbs is going to come off the bench for me late. Um, need him, as as yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, get, him, get him minutes. Fair, get him to start. I've, 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 not, I've not even included Bickerstaff there. So that absolutely. Was but absolutely. Uh, yeah, I said I would have started. I didn't, obviously, last week. Moles yeah. Start. Yeah. Especially against Grimsby. Yeah. I would have started. I would have started Jake if Moles um, was, yeah. was you know still not fit or Parky wanted him to come off the bench. I said Palmer and Bickerstaff. Um, but some guy named Mullen started, so fortunately <laughs> for us. So come on, Jamal, if you uh, if your Phil Parkinson and Ollie Palmer isn't quite fit to start, uh, and he either has to put him on the bench or not pick him at all this week, where would you put your money? Yeah, no, to, to speak in, in sports cliches, strike while the iron's hot. I think Fletcher came off a great ending last last game, so if he's good to go, I, I would just go off with him. And And the thing that concerns me with Stockport more than anything is is that back line, especially on the left side with Torrey and Horsfall. Those two guys back there, um, I think they're great. So if you could put someone in like Fletcher and Mullen, that'll just keep putting pressure on them with with Elliot Lee and behind them. I would go that route. I would go and just all out blitz, pressure them as much as you can um, because those guys are are an anchor back there on the left side. Okay. Um, other than that, I don't think yeah, Hayden, obviously, I, I, it seems to, I was surprised he started because I thought he was like going to be out. Parkinson had said he's, it's weeks, not months, but it implied that he was out and then he was obviously started. Uh, and I think, did he go off as a sub? Did he go, he went off. I, did we, he went off. He went off. We just changed formation a bit, I think. And um, he just took, didn't take the chance with him of having to uh, expand him. So, yeah, <clears throat> I think... Uh, I think Howard starting goal, he was clean and wasn't tested really, but he was very clean and tidy and his distribution was a bit quicker than it has been. So no reason to start anybody else, in my opinion. Um, and again, I think that's a great call on uh, on Ford. I think, uh, you know, you have to respect the opposition, not just assume that you're going to rock up and have everything your own way. So Ford starting might be a brilliant shout. Uh, be interesting to see what uh, what Parky thinks. Um but apart from that, that and the the Palmer one, I think we're uh, you know those are the those are the only question marks um, for me. 
Uh, score wise, go on. I'll give you the honour, um, Starkey. What do you think? Eight nil. Well, he doesn't really mean that. He doesn't mean that. What does no, he say? Uh, <laughs> if it's eight no, nil, they're... I'll fly you over from America myself. Yeah. Um, no. Uh, Stockport is a good team. They've got a good side. They've got threats up front. They can score. Um, again, like we talked about a little bit earlier, they've, they've come right these last couple of matches. Um, so I'm going to go two one. Absolutely, take a goal, a goal differential win. Um, okay, two one. Okay, Jamal, what are you thinking? Look into your crystal ball. <laughs> I think uh, if Stockport is the one that scores first, this ends in 2-1. If we score first, I think it's 1-0. So 2-1 to who? 2-1 us. Oh, so we're going to win either way. If, yeah, yeah, we're winning either way. By I a just goal. think that... The way the the way the rest of the game Parky approaches the game. If they score first, um two one. If we score first, I think we're gonna be very conservative, one nil. Okay. Um so I'm gonna be the pessimistic one this week. I'm gonna go I think I I know, but you know, yeah, in my heart so my heart says we're gonna win by a goal, so like two one. Um my head says I think they'll be quite happy to get a point and get out of there. Um, so just and just to give something different to what everybody else has said, I'm going to go one all. Why not? Um, I think uh, I, I honestly I don't think a one all draw would be the worst result to come out come away from there with. Uh, they don't let them gain any ground, and uh, you know we'll still be in touching distance um, because of the way the, the the fixtures and the quality of the teams are. We'll yeah. still be, we'll still be there. So uh, so sure. I'll take that. I'm okay uh, with that pessimism. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a it wasn't a loss, was it? It was, you know, no, was, no. we're we're, we're going to draw. Um, right, gents. Uh, I guess we'll we'll end it there. For people who want to follow you on uh, social media and get your nuggets of gold, uh, I know yours, Mister at Michael S Starkey on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yes. I've got that one. Uh, and Jamal, you, are you at Wrexham Texan, or have I got that the wrong way around? No, no, yeah, the Re- the Wrexham Texan. Oh, the the uh, the. Like, there's only it. one, obviously. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> the Wrexham Texan spelt out, um, uh, a name I hold proud. So, um, yeah, Twitter, Instagram, um, uh, all the same. So, not much there. Trust me, guys. I'm I'm probably not <laughs> to follow. Nuggets of gold in all these all these places. So. Uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll wrap it up there so that Michael Starkey can go and make somebody else a millionaire. Before, but actually, before we ended up, I'm kind of curious. Go. Do y'all anticipate uh, Lee another man of the match performance? Oh, that's hard. Those are that's even harder to predict, isn't it? Because it's like you know uh, who's going to step up and drive a match or save you a match. I think um, I gave up where I think my man of the match is going to be this week. The McLean with. Going you think it's, so? You think McLean's really gonna, really gonna Tranmere esque? Because I don't know if you saw the Tranmere game; he was outstanding yeah, yeah, yeah. in that game. Um, wow, that's a hard one to predict. Um, I mean, he's in such good form, isn't he? Um, it would be hard to bet against him. Um, I'm just trying to think what threats Stockport will bring to us. It'll be. I so I'm let, let's do some. I'm going to go for Hayden because I think Hayden might get a goal, 
his pace is really key covering for Toza uh, and against a, a nippy little Paddy Madden or a, a tricky Nick Powell. I, I, I'll throw a wild one in there and go, I think Hayden could be the, could be the man for us to, uh, to be man of the match. However, we decide it, whether it's just on a rating or whether it's just people's views, go on Starkey, give us a, give us a, a wild guess at who might be a man of the match. This is this is a this is an easy one for me. Oh, really? An mm-hmm. easy one. Easiest. Paul Mullen. He's gonna say Paul Mullen. Paul Mullen. He's gonna Do you know why? Um, he scored the last times that he's played Stockport. Yeah, okay. And yeah. it might be the last times he's played against them. Yeah, he's good. Uh, he scored against them the last two that uh, sent us to Wembley. And then earlier he scored uh, when we played them uh, yeah. uh, that season as well. So I'm going to yeah. put Mullen as a number. I don't know why, but Mullen's Mull's made a match. Oh, okay. That'll be interesting if he has to. Uh, I don't know if you, if the camera picked this up uh, at, at the weekend, but when he got, he got subbed off just to rest him um, and he had to walk around the pitch and he walked straight in front of the Grimsby fans. Now they already great. think he dives and is a cheat. Oh, they were great. going nuts throwing stuff at him. And one lad yeah. tried to throw a Lucasade bottle at him from 10 yards mm-hmm. away. And it was the most hopeless throw you've ever seen in your life. What a, <laughs> what a horrible bunch of people. Yes. yes. So I, I heard that the, um, I heard that their attempts to uh, uh, hit our beloved Paul Mullen were, were yeah. pretty pathetic. And then yeah. uh, a guy, a guy in his mid fifties gets kicked out Um for for some nonsense, throwing haymakers, he was mate, absolute haymakers. He was. Th- that was in the first half, I think. He was going nuts, that fella. Yeah. Um, so was that the guy? The, the video that went kind of viral, the guy getting escorted out. He's almost, that- I think they've got him in a. They've got, they've got his out. They've got they've got him in a. Uh, what do you call that? Nelson. Yeah. Full, yeah. Full Nelson. yeah. They've got him in a full yeah. Nelson, and he's he's or still trying Nelson. to throw haymakers. Uh, but in all seriousness, they were throwing stuff. I I spoke to. Uh, yeah. Claire, who was in the lower stand there, and she said that she got hit by something that was thrown. I think it was only paper or something, but they were throwing all sorts. You know, they're, uh, that's why, it, if you remember, loads of people complaining because we don't always use that end section of the stand uh, mm-hmm. uh, because we keep a bit of distance, and, and that's why, you see, because they throw lighters. Um, an empty Luxaid bottle isn't going to go very far, granted, but coins... Yeah, anything that they can sneak in, they'll uh, they'll throw. So, uh, so yeah. You know what's funny is that like Hollywood has a reputation of of creating these uh, stereotypes. And when I was telling a buddy we we're playing Grimsby, he thought Brothers Grimsby. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Good film. And, have you seen it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then with all this happening, it's like, well, maybe Sasha Baron wasn't completely off. So. <laughs> no. Yeah. Good film. Mark Strong and Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah. Uh, very very good film. Um, okay. We'll uh, we'll leave it there, and we'll see if I can uh, rustle one or both of you to uh, to to come back next week, and we'll see what we can do. How was that sound? This was great. I love it. Work, and everyone's got work commitments. Not everybody wants to do this all the time. I get that, but uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, one or both of you will uh, will have the time to uh, come and do it again. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, Matt. Always a pleasure, my friend. But that's been a football club here since 1864 
trying to do the town or city proud. Laying under the massive floodlights of the racecourse ground. Come rain or shine, you'll hear our cries. Hold our hands up as the Welsh dragon flies. We're loyal supporters on a lifelong journey. We'll live in hope, but we'll die in Cadbury. I've been telling everyone I I've been telling everyone I know I've been telling everyone to listen to me Someday we will be back in the football league We've had the best home talent like Joey Jones And his best made Mickey Di Davis was a druid, he loved Cumbri And his namesake Jordan on a scoring spree Legends from far feel like Trinidad We've had great players And some who drove us mad We've seen the Lord Back in the football league